Tweet Adam at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh no, finish your tweet. It's not, it's not, just give us a second. There you go, hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. We're doing radio up in here. Little Birdie told me during the break that my two friends here, Brian and Tom, actually hung out yesterday after the show. Uh, I didn't get an invite. I mean, what happened there? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, what you're you talking yeah. about either. Now, rumor has it you guys chilled. There's rumors spreading around about us. Shouldn't spread rumors, man. You That's know what rumors ugly, do? Rumors, rumors start to tear the fabric of society away. So you should probably stay away from them. Are you denying it? I'm not entirely. No! I didn't deny it. I didn't deny it. I just said I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. It's coming out of left field. I feel a little blindsided. I do, to too, honest. honestly. Now, wait I a second. Do, don't yeah. you turn this around. What do you mean, turn this around? Like, I feel like you got a little crumb, and, like, it's been in your head the whole time here, and, like, you've been building up. Like, it's it's some sort of problem. Look, you said something. we were going to talk about the Penguins. Training camp's coming up. We'll get to that in a second that. here, okay? But, we'll I mean, get there in a second. this up, and it's... I mean, Tom... I feel a little hurt, Tom and I are friends. We can't hang out. I guess I'm just a coworker then, huh? You're a friend too. And if you we, guys are friends, I'm not invited. What's that make me? Well, I mean, it's I'm an sa- open that invitation does, is it not? Just, I mean, being a friend with Tom does not mean it's not. There's no exclusive rights there. It's like I can still be friends with you too. Where'd you guys hang out? At my place. You got invited to Brian's place? I've only been there the one time we thought he died. Oh, you got to go that night. Don't you? I thought. See, you've been there. I, I, you were there. When I, I thought wasn't. he died. I thought yeah, he died, and I was, was trying like, to save him. And I don't even get invited back the second time. Like to be to be fair, by the time we got to my apartment, you knew I was alive. So yeah. And what do you think? I'm at home by myself, wondering if Brian is still alive. Well, you're there in person with him. You can see him. You know he's alive. Your conscience is clear. You know, hey, my boss is still kicking. I'm going to see him tomorrow. I was at home asleep, worried to death about him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And more importantly, Crowley, why weren't you there? Yeah. I mean, there we are hanging out as a show. You know what? We were sitting there saying this would be awesome if Crowley was here. Yep. And we miss Crowley a lot. Where is he? He's too busy hanging out with his wife, probably. Yeah, you got to go home. Oh, go to see the wife. Show's over. I'm at 701. I'm out the door. Is she more important to you than us? First of all, yes, but that's not really that's not really the point here. The point is, it's not an open invitation. I don't know. I can just walk in Brian's house whenever. Yes, you can. I don't know this. You you're hanging out without me, and if I show up, I'm just the uninvited guy who invites himself. No, we the open the door man. and we're like Crowley. Yeah, woo, Crowley's here. Just got a text from Tim Benz. He says, also, I have never been invited to Brian's house. Tim, open invite anytime you anytime want, buddy. You want. Anytime you want. Crowley knew this too. But he just chooses not to go. Look, I mean, get out of here, Tim. I mean, I'm Brian's real friend. I mean, you guys are co-workers. You know what I think the problem is here, Brian? What's I that? I think Crowley kind of feels a little guilty that he wasn't there. So to make himself feel better, he tries to foist it onto us. No, that's oh, not why it. didn't you guys invite me? Why weren't I included in the plans? No, you are. You always are. You just couldn't. And you know what? 
if you feel guilty, that's on you, but don't try to put it on us. And, uh, you, know, and you know what, Crowley? Another thing. Get Another get thing em. here. Get him. The initiative. Tom sends me a text. Want to hang? Sure. Let's hang. I never get the let's hang text from Crowley. Never. Ever. In fact, didn't we plan to see a movie as a show? About we a did. Month or two and, ago? and that's the thing with Crowley. Sunday Crowley rolls around and Crowley goes, I can't, guys. I got to do family Crowley stuff. loves making plans. It's, it's actually ha- <laughs> like carrying through the plans that that's Crowley has hard. a problem with. I've never been invited to your plans. That's the problem. Uh, you you say that there's this open invitation. I, I wasn't aware of this, and then yesterday I, got uh, I go. I I had terrible medical news that was that was conveyed to me, and, and you wanted to hang with your family. No, all I needed was someone to reach out and show me that they really cared, and I guess you don't. No, it's fine. I don't even want to discuss it any further. Uh, look, no, what was you know the what? first From text? This point you forward, are, no, wait a minute. From you don't think I care? Forward. No, you don't. Wait, real quick. You don't think I care? What was the first text I sent you this morning? Crowley, you alive? See, I care. If you would have sent it, if you would have sent it at nine o'clock last night, I'd have said yes, and I could have come over. I'm done with this. From this point forward, we're just co-workers. What did That's you do last BS, night? I'm destroy- I'm ending our, I'm Why ending our friendship. Why? Actually, no. You ended the friendship last do night. You did- to, do you want to come over tonight? Okay. Yeah? You can. You're welcome to come over. Are you going to follow You're going to come over that? and hang out with me? You're going to go hang out with Brian? Yeah. I can't tonight, so I'm not going to be there. Oh, I don't want to go. You- Tom's not going to be there. Well, what the heck? Tom came with you. I'm going to hang you? out with my folks tonight. I almost dropped an F-bomb there, by the way. <laughs> I almost That's dropped a WTF. <laughs> if you did that, we wouldn't even be coworkers no, anymore. I mean, seriously, though. Come on over. Let's hang out. I can't tonight. You just said you could. Tom, are you going to be there? No. Yeah, I can't tonight. Uh, Tom, when's can you hang out sometime next week? Tom, I'm sure there's a night you can yeah, hang out. We'll see. I okay. mean, I mean, why don't we have why don't we have a Crowley party? I like. We'll the idea all of that. come over and we'll show Crowley movies he hasn't seen. And we'll hang out and we'll drink some beer. He'll okay, make, he'll feel better about it. Maybe even watch some Monday Night Football. How about Ooh. that Monday night? Yeah, I could do Monday. Can you? You I'll sure? Do Monday. Let's do Monday. I bet you he can't do Monday. Come, before come you Monday. commit, before you commit, do you have to check? I mean, I, there could be a wedding or something. <laughs> well, there's always a wedding. Yeah, it might be a doctor's appointment <laughs> yeah. at, uh, after the show on, on Monday night. I'll have to check. Maybe a haircut. But, yeah, I mean, tentatively, just pencil me in. If you pencil me in, I'll probably be there. So I'm behind haircut. If you pencil me in, I'll be there. Just okay. pencil me. Okay. I pencil want to pencil you so we can erase it? When no, you just pencil it in. I'll be there. I don't like this. We're just co-worker thing. Just pencil it. I like you. I consider you more than a co-worker. I'm likable. <laughs> You are likable. Are the Penguins more likable than the Steelers? Woo-hoo, look at that. I saw it coming. Uh, don't suck up to me now just because you want me to feel like I'm your friend. It's a good segue. I could care less. Now you got to re-segue to it. I'm popular. Or at least I thought I was. The Penguins are popular, although are they more popular than the Steelers? No. Hockey's hockey, football's football, although to my generation, we've seen the Penguins win more championships than the Steelers. Young peeps be loving hockey, though. Uh, you go out, make a left up here, you see the Green Tree Hockey Court. It's a court. It's a, not a rink. It's like a hockey court. It's a weird kind of thing. But I see kids play there all the time. I see kids play on basketball courts, hockey, all the time. This generation, my generation, millennials and the generation behind us, they love puck. I think one of the reasons for the popularity around here is how likable this damn team is, Right. Now, winning makes you lovable, but the characters and personalities, they help too. Le'Veon Bell has been twice suspended. He's perceived to be greedy. He lied to his teammates. He goes to fondle cratered-ass strippers in Miami. 
AB rips his baby mama on Instagram, calls Ed Bouchette a racist, threatens to punch a reporter in the jaw. Martavis Bryant was suspended twice. He demanded a trade last year. Mike Mitchell just wasn't likable at all. James Harrison, in his prime, was the most feared player in football. He was also a surly jackass. He had his own domestic abuse accusations. He then quit on the team last year and goes to the hate of New England Patriots. People still watch, though, and care. So the question is, does your team need to be likable for you to cheer for them, or do they become likable just because they're your team? 412-922-2874. I think I already know the answer to that. I think it's the latter. Ravens fans wore Ray Rice jerseys after the elevator video surfaced. They loved Ray Lewis. Barry Bonds is a Dick LeBeau. Yet Giants fans love him. Tom Barrasso was a prick. Penguins fans embraced him because he won. I don't think you have to be likable to be loved. I do think that it helps a niche sport like hockey grow. If it was a bunch of D-bags that were wearing the black and gold sweaters for the Pittsburgh Penguins, eh, maybe they don't become as likable, as popular as they are now. Because the NHL is fourth by a long shot in terms of popularity. Here in Pittsburgh, though, it's number two sport. With millennials, it may be trending towards number one. I think it helps to have a dorky captain like Sidney Crosby who only cares about winning. He never called a reporter a racist or threatened to punch one because of a story they wrote. The worst thing Sid's done is, wait for it, uh, this is bad. He went to the White House after winning the Cup. Oh my God! Crosby does a ton charity-wise. He's always polite. Malkin's totally fine with being second fiddle to Sidney Crosby. That's pretty darn cool. He likes it that way. And then he's accountable after every loss, and he's become, a, he's become maybe the voice for the team when they go through tough times. Phil Kessel's a goofball. He doesn't get along with the coaches. He's lazy, yet he gets defended by the fan base all the time. They won twice out of the last three years with him. Maybe that's all it is. But the dude's become a folk hero, and the Penguins fans, I think, would take a bullet for that dude any day. Flurry was the nicest pro athlete I've ever interacted with. The Steelers have some good ones, too, just to be fair. Tewitt and Hayward are really good people. Shazier was always a delight to deal with. I loved Marcus Wheaton. But unfortunately, because of the national media scrutiny, the Steelers will only be looked at as a couple of faces instead of the entire team. Maybe the only difference is that the Penguins have won lately and the Steelers have not. Maybe that instantly makes a team more likable. Do you think the Steelers are easy to root for? Does it matter? 412-922-2874. Let's go to Devin next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? What's going on? You tell me. I mean, if you if you grow up as a lifelong fan of the team, uh, I think it's a silly question to, to think that you wouldn't like the team because there's a few people on there with outsized egos or, you know what I mean, doing certain things. Like, I, I, I watched the, the, the game. I love to see AB's talent. So that makes me want to watch the Steelers. The amazing catches he makes. I love TJ Watt just the same. I think he got a great personality, but he's also very talented. So I like to see what he might do. So I don't know if it comes down to your particular love of a sport or or what. But what if your know. quarterback? What if your quarterback's Jameis Winston and he's a total douchebag? And well, my quarterback's Ben Roethlisberger and he's a total douchebag. <laughs> but I still root for the team. Uh, you know, I mean, my 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 quarterback's reputation is not sterling. It's pretty Jameis Winston-like. It's it's so. probably even worse. I'll tell you what, I couldn't do it if there was a Tyreek Hill on my team, a guy like that, and I think he's the perfect example. He's coming into town. He beat his pregnant girlfriend in college. Uh, he had to transfer from Oklahoma State, 
and people go nuts whenever he touches the football because he's electrifying. Every time he touches the football, I think of that incident. Every time Joe Mixon touches the football, I think of that incident. I don't think I could root for those guys. I really don't. And the Penguins don't have any of them. Greg Hardy is probably the worst to me. But at the same time, look, this is what I'm a big proponent in. Like, oh, this is the worst. No, I can't talk about that. But people deserve second chances. That's fair. They deserve second chances, but there are some things to me that are unforgivable that don't deserve second chances. Appreciate the call, Devin. Call back later if you want to. You can have your second chance. I don't think that when you punch a woman that you get a second chance. I, I don't. I would never, <laughs> there's nothing that can make me do that. And, and maybe I just have different sensibilities. Maybe I'm a millennial. Maybe I don't get it. Yeah, maybe it's fun. No, no, I, I can't possibly forgive someone for that. Now, when it comes to Ben, there are murky waters because he's never charged for anything. And I think that does matter. I mean, to, to me, it does. Some of these things are, are hard to prove. And if they're not proven, well, I can't just run around saying it happened. But when Ray Rice is filmed doing that and then dragging his fiance into an elevator, sorry, but I'm not sorry. I can't forgive that. I, I couldn't watch that guy. I, I couldn't. I couldn't root for him. There's no way. And if Ben Roethlisberger was charged, sorry, I'm out. See you later. It, it does matter to me to an extent. And the Penguins have jettisoned to number one for me. In terms of my fandom, I used to be a huge Steelers fan. If the Steelers lost on Sundays, on Mondays, I would be apoplectic. It could be 72 and sunny, and it's dark. Then my whole world was turned upside down. I used to come home from college a lot on the weekends my first semester because I didn't have any friends and was a total loser. And my dad would pick me up, and we'd watch the Steelers games on Sunday, and then he'd drive me back. And if the Steelers lost, I wouldn't say a word for the 65-minute drive. I wouldn't say one. Now I don't care about them so much. I would like to see them succeed, but i kind of become jaded from being around the football team. And if you love them, I'm not going to judge. But the Penguins don't have that. Sidney Crosby, their leader, what a guy. I had a big man crush on him. Evgeny Malkin, second fiddle, maybe the second best player of this generation. And he doesn't care that he plays behind the best. I mean, there's unselfishness, and, and that happens a lot in hockey. I mean, there are a few bad eggs, sure. Uh, Phil Kessel <laughs> might yet be one still. But the, the ego gets checked at the door because they care so much about the damn sport, and they care about their teammates. And that's not to say you don't in football, but the attitude is totally different from one sport to the next. And that's why, for me, Hockey has become something that I love that much more than the NFL. Coming up next, going to get Tom and Brian's thoughts on this topic. And what's the obligation to give your all when your team's been eliminated? Gregory Polanco blew out his knee and messed up his shoulder on a slide in a game that meant nothing. We'll discuss. It's Crowley Show. Proof that anyone can have a sports show. Wow. <laughs> Electric booyah base right from Jump Street. Adam Crowley. What's up, players? On ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm loving this 
no diet diet thing here. It's the Adams diet. I eat whatever I want. I drink whatever I want whenever I want, and I don't work out anymore. It's been tremendous. <laughs> My happiness is through the roof. I'm probably going to start working out again next week. Sure. Got to be able to get the food into my mouth faster. That's what I'm working on. We're going to get Fat Crowley. Yeah! <laughs> fat Crowley's back. Whoa, no. Fat hey! Crowley. Bound bound. Oh, Fat Crowley. I'm eating Doritos. I got a Sprite. I never right. used to do this. You do look happy, though. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so happy. They weighed me the other day. It was fine. It's about to be flannel season. You can cover up all the rolls. Just grow a longer beard if your face gets fat. This is the time to do it. Yep, you're you're not even kidding. This is when you start just gorging. Oh my god! What do you got there? What do you eat? No, I got some uh, nacho cheese Doritos. Mm, They're good. These are my favorite kind of Doritos. I love nacho cheese Doritos. Second best flavor. Second best flavor behind Cool Ranch, obviously. Oh come on! Come on! Is this going to be just us arguing all day? Is that what it's it going to like be? We're going that way. If you're going to come with a weak take, like nacho <laughs> cheese with... is better than Cool Ranch, it is. Brian, do you want to hang out tonight and eat nacho cheese Doritos? Yeah, Adam, I would not love Tom. I would love nothing more. Crowley's going to bail. Oh yeah, you're right, Tom. He is. But still, a nacho cheese is better than Cool Ranch. Tom, you and me tonight, Cool Ranch, okay? Yes. Okay. <sighs> Got this tweet from Thomas. Who tweets at underscore fat Adam Crowley? We just had 66 million people vote for a man who said he grabs women by their V to get a kiss. So people talking about not liking the Steelers because some TMZ type reporting of one or two players, please, hypocrites. Hey, Thomas, I didn't vote for that guy. So I don't fit in with the 66 million people that you're talking about. Maybe that's the way you want to look at it, but if my athlete says I'm going to punch a guy in the face, it doesn't make him somebody I relate to. It doesn't make it easy for me to root for this guy. Antonio Brown is one of the best football players I've ever laid eyes on. I said it before training camp. I've said it a bunch on the show that I feel lucky going to training camp, going to practices, watching that guy get his feet down, watching that guy day in, day out, work with the jugs machine. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a hell of a talent. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. Might be the best player I've ever seen with two eyes. That being said, he's kind of a douchebag. And I never thought that before. I thought before he had bad advice, people talking in his ear. And, hey, maybe that is what it is. But showing up four hours late at Children's Hospital, man, that is trash. Trash. He was never on time for his radio show. I can sympathize I and empathize, I guess, with that. He's threatening to punch reporters in the mouth. He's mouthing off about his baby mamas on Instagram. I mean, why are you doing that? He got hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, and ah, my baby mama sucks. What are you doing? Why do I have to like that guy? Why do I have to? I don't. I'm not going to. I'll root for him, but not as much as I would have before. You try to separate the on-the-field from off-the-field. We all fight that battle, right? But some of the things he does, I just can't relate to. I feel like I can relate to hockey players a lot more. Uh, They're white. Just kidding. That's not it. But they have similar sensibilities to me. They weren't always the coolest kid at their school. They weren't the jocks. 
Well, hockey players are cool. They're not that cool. Football players were the popular kids in high school. They grow up to be popular in real life, and they act like it the entire time. And, yes, that's overgeneralizing. There are some good dudes. Like I said, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt. I think those are tremendous people. Marcus Wheaton, I loved when he was part of the Steelers locker room. What a nice guy he was. And there are other examples, too. I like Darius Hayward Bay. But when your stars are douchebags, it's hard to it's hard to root for the team. For me, I think. I still do. Less than I used to. 412-922-2874. Gregory Polanco got hurt. That's right, Pirates baseball segment. Yeah, first time in a long time. On a slide, he hurt his shoulder and his knee. His effort on the slide can't be questioned. The execution was poor. The question is, how much effort needs to be put in? Do you always have to respect the game? I mean, every time I do a radio show, I work hard at it. I don't want to embarrass myself. Every time I played sports as a kid, I tried as hard as I could. When I play pickup sports, I'm the jackass who tries his hardest. But when athletes skip bowl games, when running backs skip bowl games, when future NFL draft picks skip skip bowl games, dear God, how is this different than that? I realize Gregory Polanco gets paid. Maybe that's the difference, and that's where the conversation ends. But why does he have to give full effort and possibly risk getting hurt in a game that matters not in the end of the, at the end of the season? I mean, I don't know what I'd do in his circumstance. You're never supposed to go into a radio topic and, and not know what your opinion is. It's like Radio 101. Have your opinion. Don't ask for the, for the input to, to really change your opinion. I don't know what you do if you're Gregory Polanco. Do you work your ass off? Or do you try to protect yourself for next season when bleep might actually matter? Man, as an athlete, I think you just play. I don't even think it's a question in your mind of that. You know, you're just going out to play, and you play the way you play. I mean, I mean, for most people. I'm sure there's people who would purposely tank it, but I, I know, like, look, I'm not a high-end athlete or anything, but I played a lot of ball growing up, and... Like, even to this day, if I try to play something, I got to turn it on a little bit. I, I don't want to do bad at it. It's something that's that feels weird if you if you if you suck at something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I, I guess that's got to go on in every athlete's head or most athletes. I think for me, the question is when you're getting close to second base and it's a meaningless game. Are you thinking about whether you go in head first or are you thinking about whether you go in feet first or are you thinking about trying to. Knock the guy off his ass. I mean, I know you're not really supposed to do that in baseball anymore, but for me, that's where it comes in. Because I'm like you, Brian. I, I, I do everything as hard as I can, especially whenever I get out there even to play pickup sports. We played pickup hockey last year, or not pickup hockey, but beer league hockey last year. And, I mean, I wanted to fight mother bleepers. I was trying to knock people over. I'm running the goalie and slashing the wrist to the goalie. He's like, what the hell, man? See, back to your other topic, I wouldn't be a fan of you if you were on my beer league hockey team. Like, if I was a fan of you, <laughs> you'd be like an AB. If I was on your team, yeah, 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 screw yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Well, look, I'm just trying to just trying to claim my ice, okay? That's my ice. I mean, I, you got to try. If you take it down to the moment and you're heading for second, I mean, the only thing in your head is... It's really nothing. You're just heading for second. You know, get there as an athlete. You'd had to have thought about it beforehand, I think. Oh, I mean, once you're off the field, maybe you might consider it a little right. bit. But what? I think once the ball starts moving. You got you to gotta go full bore. I, I would imagine. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not in 
in other people's heads, but you got to be a real douchebag to not, you know? Am I ramming the catcher? I don't know. I know you're not supposed to do that anymore either. Maybe we switch the topic to, to football. I mean, are you are you going to turtle when a pass comes over the middle? If you're 1-14, it's the last game of the season, Yeah, maybe I would. Well, don't turtle. You can't lower your head. That's a penalty. That's true. They probably call me for the penalty. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. I if I go down and my helmet hits him, they're going to throw a flag. <laughs> I don't know how it's different than the bowl games. I, I guess it is because of the money wise. But for me, it's about my investment in myself, and it's about me being healthy enough to collect my next paycheck. Now, in baseball, it's guaranteed money. Uh, in football, though, it's not. I think it's a little bit different there. Tom, you don't have any thoughts? He's yawning back there. This is why you're not coming to our oh, nacho that cheese party. That was a bad look. That huh? was really bad. Oh, look you're right there. in the middle of your topic and yeah. producer's yawning. <laughs> in, in his defense, I'm Now eating. you're eating. Now I'm eating. <laughs> and maybe it wasn't all that good of a topic to begin with. I can say that. I'm a man. Oh, no, I was entertained. I just I haven't gotten What were we talking about, Tom, huh? We were out late last Does night hanging out. Hey! <laughs> it was the Pirates. You know, I heard Pirates, and I kind of just checked out, honestly. Just real quick, Polanco got heart hurt, and uh, Crowley was wondering. Oh, no way. Polanco got injured? Yes. Really? Yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I thought so, this year was going to be different for him. Uh, it would have been until he got hurt. Uh, but Crowley was uh, wondering that if athletes uh, think about pulling up in a season that's lost. That was the topic that was on your show sheet. Oh, yeah, and the show sheet that we filled out today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, they don't. You can't turn it off, right? If you're a real athlete, I mean, it's what I was saying. Tom, no, you just you literally just turned it off. Yeah. You literally did what Gregory Polanco should have done. In this in this segment, you stopped listening. You stopped performing. You literally did what we're discussing. You literally became the guy who says, ah, I don't need to do this. They don't need my effort here. I'll save myself for later in the show. And our damn season just started. Jeez. It's not even the end of the season. It's the second week of the NFL season. <laughs> it's radio time, and you are nowhere to be found during this segment. And maybe it's because it's football time, and you thought, okay, they don't need me for this. They can use me for football. Okay, I see how it is. So when it comes to an athlete at a level like that, you know, it's it's what? impossible to just turn it off. Stop trying to talk you know, through it. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you anymore. You go into second. You're taught to slide hard. You're trying to win every single game. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, they, April, September, June, it all blends together for the real athletes. I, I agree with you on that. It's but for real, point. guys, what's with all the arguments today? Why are we what's like, up with the tension? Like, what's going on? There's a lot of like, I feel like we're on the cusp of like a big fallout here. Uh, two things, <laughs> three things, really. You're yelling at Tom. Number, I'm yelling at you. <laughs> number oh, one yeah. is that the number one virtue of the Crowley <laughs> show is transparency. Yeah. Number two is yes, I think the three of us are cruising for a divorce. <laughs> and number three is again. Transparency. I don't like that topic. I should have just thrown that out. Stuck with something football. Nah, uh, just burn that topic. Burn that segment. In fact, see that's what happens when you try to talk about the Pirates during Steeler season. You know what? I wasn't probably, in it. You should probably stop just altogether. Huh? I didn't give my best effort. No, I am now what Gregory Polanco should have been last night. Yeah. It wasn't last night either. Son of a bitch. I got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. Coming up next, Jerry Schmidt, the head coach of the Duquesne Dukes. And who's a better team, the Bengals or the Ravens? Do either of them scare you? Do you think they could be legitimate contenders in the AFC North? It's Crowley Show. It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. 
There is some concern that Ben Roethlisberger might not play on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. When he spoke earlier in the week, it seemed like he was optimistic. If he can't go, are you confident in Josh Dobbs' ability to lead the Steelers to victory? Based on what? One half of preseason football in the fourth game that doesn't matter at all? Uh, I'm sure as hell not. Uh, Not at all. We'll find out tomorrow if Ben Roethlisberger practices, if he's going to play. If he doesn't practice, he ain't playing. We'll get back to the Steelers in a few moments. We've also got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. But first, we've got Coach Jerry Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes coming off a big victory against Valpo this weekend. Coach, thank you for taking the time to join us today. No, thanks for having me on. Man, that was a hell of a win. Uh, back and forth affair, and you guys were able to get it done at the end. Yeah, it turned out to be a fun game. You always like when you win those close ones. You, you know, when you get yourself in that situation and the defense holds them in the fourth quarter when you're down and the offense responds and puts it in, it's, all, it's always good to win those kind of games. What do you learn about a team whenever you have one of those games and you come out on top? Well, you have to see what kind of character you have and you see how much they're listening to you through camp that you have to play for the full 60 minutes. I did tell the guys after, uh, we have to be able to thrive in this situation because, you know, college football is 60 minutes and, and you got to be ready to play in that fourth quarter. I told them you have to be comfortable and confident playing in that fourth quarter. And I think we were. And, uh, it was great to be in that situation, our home town and, and, you know, home field and play that way. Now, uh, you mentioned you guys were able to make the defensive stand, a couple of them there uh, at the end of the game. Um, You you scored with uh, a few minutes left, and then uh, you were able to hold them on that side. Uh, What was so impressive about the defense, uh, apart from just the timeliness, but uh, what did they do that impressed you otherwise in that game? Well, we were in a situation we were only up two points, and they had about two minutes to go, so it wasn't like we could give up a lot of ground. They had a really good field goal kicker, and we knew that. Our kids all knew that. So uh, we stood tall at midfield, uh, got some pressure, got a couple sacks uh, from from our cornerback, Daquan Worley, and our defensive end, Mike O'Malley, uh, which, which was constituted by the coverage. So uh, we understood the situation. We played the situation. The kids played smart. We always talk about playing physical, playing fast, but the most important is to play smart. And I thought we played smart on that last drive. Jerry Schmidt joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, you got Dayton coming up next again at Rooney Field. What do they do well? Man, that's a program that uh, has great tradition. Their kids are always well-coached. They play hard. Uh, we, Coach Chamberlain and I tease about it all the time. It's, it usually comes down to the team that makes the last mistake. and um, So it's going to be a challenge for us. We've got to play the full 60 minutes and, um, once again, play a smart game. Uh, they spread the field out offensively. Uh, they have a true freshman that got thrown into a game, in, into his first game a couple weeks ago because their starter got hurt. And he's, uh, he's running all over the place. He's a freshman from uh, Seneca Valley here doing a heck of a job, so we'll have to keep him contained. I think that'll be the key. Well, best of luck with that on Saturday, Coach, and I appreciate you taking the time, and have fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that's Jerry Schmidt, the head coach of the Duquesne Dukes. Uh, Exciting game back and forth against Valpo uh, this last weekend. Uh, They scored with uh, two and a half minutes left, then were able to get the defensive stand there at the end. Will the Steelers' defense be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs is my question. Uh, Will they be able to hold in check 
Pat Mahomes, who might have the best arm in all of football already uh, in his second year. Uh, that guy is so unbelievably gifted. And if the Steelers' defense doesn't keep him in check, I have faith that Ben Roethlisberger can lead the Steelers to a victory in a shootout. If Josh Dobbs plays, though, I think he's going to have to do more than just manage the game. Ben Roethlisberger might not play. And if he doesn't, Josh Dobbs is going to have to make plays. You can't beat a team with that kind of offense just by going out and not turning the football over. I mean, that's huge. You don't want to turn the football over, but you have to try to go out there and put some points on the board. Not to sound all cliche-ridden, but you can't have that with a rookie quarterback and a backup quarterback. And usually they're tasked with going out there, protect the football, call the plays, run the football, defense has to play well for you to get out there with the victory. I think that's the case with Kansas City. I think if Kansas City comes in here and does what I expect them to do, you're going to need to put some points on the board. And Josh Dobbs, God love him, I didn't learn enough about him in the preseason to think, oh, this guy can win me a big-time game at Heinz Field. It's better that it's at home than on the road, but the fourth quarter of a preseason game, or pardon me, the fourth preseason game, doesn't give me a lot of faith. Doesn't make me believe that Josh Dobbs is the guy. I need to see more from Dobbs than a preseason game, the fourth preseason game, to think he can do it. He threw a pick six earlier in the preseason. That's what I'd be looking towards, I think, more than him going out there and succeeding. And I know you can say, Crowley, you sound so negative with the Steelers. I didn't think Josh Dobbs was ready to be this guy. I thought the Steelers should have cut him and kept Landry Jones. So, no, I'm not a big believer. Look, he's got gusto. He's got sack. He's playing for his NFL career, his Steelers career, at the very least, in the final preseason game. And that was great to see him perform to keep his job. But it's totally different running around against fourth stringers, guys who aren't on NFL teams today, than it is running around against a starting defense in this league. I don't think his mobility comes into play the way that it did in the preseason. He's not fast. He's athletic. He's not fast-fast. Troy Apke would say he can't run-run. He can run. He's not the fastest quarterback there is in the league. He's athletic. He can make plays with his feet. He can do what Terod Taylor did last week, I guess. Maybe. Eh, probably not, though. Come come a little short of that. So if it's Josh Dobbs on Sunday, I'm picking the Chiefs. Ben Roethlisberger, though, if he's healthy enough to go, he'll slang it around because that defense stinks. 412-922-2874. Time is it, Tom? Tell me. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! We've got football on the TV right now. Woo! Boston College, Wake Forest, baby! Little appetizer before the big game tonight. Ravens Bengals. Woo! I'm actually excited about this one. All right, maybe not excited, but I'm more excited than if it was your average crap fest Thursday night football game. Which team do you think is a bigger challenge for the Steelers in the AFC North? We'll go around the room. Tom, I actually think it's the Bengals. 
Can I go one step further? Yes. My second week official NFL shocking prediction is that the Bengals will win the AFC North this year. Whoa! Oh, yeah. I, since preseason, have said that the Bengals are a playoff team. And I think that they're better than the Ravens. That being said, I think right now the Ravens are a better football team today. I, I think they're hot. They believe in themselves. Joe Flacco played like Joe Flacco used to play five years ago in game number one. They'll take that confidence into Cincinnati. I think they win this one. I think Baltimore finishes with a worse record than the Bengals, but I think that they win this game. B-Money? I got to go with Bengals, too. I don't buy into Flacco all of a sudden being back after absent. That I agree being with. Being absent for four years. Don't, I, don't buy it at all. Uh, definitely Bengals. I buy you not buying it. But the Ravens, even with a terrible Flacco last year, were a play away from making the playoffs. I think he just needs to be a little bit better. Just a little bit better. Now, they beat the Bills last week. That's probably the worst team in football. So you kind of want to reserve judgment, I think, a little bit on that football team. But if he does it again this week, uh-oh. All they need to do is score some points. They're going to be really good. Uh, if they if they score 24 points a game, they will be 11-5 and five good. Yeah, they will be. That's the question, though. Can I mean, they do it? Justin Tucker's going to have to put up all of those points. Six field goals a game to yeah, get the 24 yeah. points. You know what we got this weekend? Patriots and Jags. AFC Championship Showdown. Oh, yeah. Makes me want to vomit. I still can't <laughs> believe that freaking Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game. I can't believe that that happened. I can't believe they waltzed into Heinz Field and put up 45 on the Steelers. Blake Bortles. Sounds like his name's said underwater. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Comes in here and puts up 40 friggin' 5. I guess technically it was 38. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you give up more than 20 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home in a playoff game. I got PTSD from that. <laughs> Drew Brees says that Baker Mayfield can be better than him. Breaking news, he could also be worse. <laughs> that is my take. He will not be as good as Drew Brees. I like Baker. I think he's going to be a good player, and it's not just the hard knocks thing before everyone jumps down my throat. Tom already had that squirrely smile behind the glass. I did, too. You just couldn't see it. I liked him coming out. He went to Oklahoma, the best offense in the country. I thought that they may have reached. I don't think he was the number one overall player in the draft, but as far as quarterbacks are concerned, he was my favorite guy. I think he'll be good. But to say he's going to be as good as a Hall of Famer in Drew Brees, eh, I don't buy that. Coming up next. Woo! Why Antonio Brown's a dum dumb. We got Jason Mackey at 620. In a short hour. We got RMU football coming up. Hurricane ball. It's hurricane ball. I'm getting fatter. It's the Crowley Show. Mm-hmm.